Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me. What's cracking? Yes, Miko back at it again with episode two of the baddest bitch you will ever listen to on a podcast. Thank you to everybody that listened to episode one with me and Omar. We had a really good time recording that and we're definitely going to get together again because the people have spoken and it appears that you guys are really rolling with the chemistry that Omar and I have. So thank you so much for the feedback on that. And if I could ask you guys for one more favor and continue to forward the link to everybody you know. I'm not on here to get paid, but the numbers let me know that you guys are listening and that's motivation for me. So please continue to forward those links so that I can see the numbers moving and that will let me know to keep getting in the fucking studio and ministering to the culture because my brand of radio is not really for commercial stations. As you know, I like to cuss a little more than... I'm probably supposed to, but um, after five years of doing it their way, I figured out that podcasting is where it is for me. Like I get to say whatever I want to be. I get to say whatever I want to say. I won't feel shackled by the media and the mainstream and big business telling me, oh, don't say this. Don't say that. You can't feel that way. You can't think that way. You know, you have to kind of go with the flow. So I appreciate all of you listening to me because I know that it takes effort. You have to actually go to a site, click a link and listen in your free time. So I appreciate it very much. And for those of you that are asking about the iTunes link, I don't have any answers. I don't. I have nothing. I've submitted the podcast to iTunes. They responded with a follow-up email saying that they accepted the podcast, but it needs to be reviewed. And I guess the review process can take up to 40 days. So it's technically been six, seven days. So I'm still waiting just like you guys are. And the minute I get it, I promise you, the minute I get it, I will be posting it everywhere so please continue to forward the soundcloud link that's all i've got right now and i will totally appreciate it so this episode two so i still want to continue to educate you guys on sports and right now what's popping is the nba playoffs because now there's only four teams left and this is like a totally exciting time of year for all basketball fans but it's also a depressing time for a lot of us as well because this is the time of year where football is about four months away and the nba playoffs are over in four weeks and this is like called the dead space in sports i know baseball fans (laughs) my bad baseball fans are probably like bitch like what are you talking about like this is baseball season right now but I'm sorry you guys baseball starts in mid-September for me that's really when I start watching because there's like what 162 games like what the fuck I can't watch all those I really can't I'm so sorry it's no shade because you guys make the best money honestly so I guess you should play 162 games but (laughs) I'm not watching all 162 I'm so sorry I I really can't get into it it's just too long so for those of you that are football players you, you need to pay attention right now this this is for you okay this is the worst time to be arrested to slap your girl to do anything inappropriate this is the worst time because the media right now they're vultures they're hovering around and they're going to swoop down and peck at your wounded flesh now until you eventually give up on life and delete your twitter okay (laughs) so please right now football players please 
Keep your nose clean. For those of you that haven't had your weed test yet, please don't break because rumor has it Memorial Weekend, like that day right after Memorial Day, is the most popular day to get your weed test. Don't break, okay? Do not break. Stand strong. Do not give them four paychecks and a random piss test for 12 months. Don't give it to them. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. So please, everybody that hasn't been tested, hang tight. For those of you that have been tested, roll up. <laughs> and for those guys and girls that have an issue with keeping their hands to themselves, this is the time for the truce, okay? Take a family oath right now. Trust me, you need to take a family oath. Everybody keep their hands to themselves. Remember football players, you are not allowed to be normal human beings. Should you ever get caught doing something out of character like the rest of normal human beings in the world, you'll be crucified and burned at the stake, okay? So everybody keep their hands to themselves. If you haven't been tested for weed yet, hang tight. You're almost there. And everybody, please stay away from fireworks also because we already know that's a bad situation right there. So everybody just hang tight. This is a dead space era, but do not become the media right now, okay? It will be a bad look. Speaking of fireworks, me and my guest host for tonight have had a lot of fireworks in our group chats. We debate any and every fucking thing, and we both are very opinionated. And so I really wanted to have him on my podcast and see what you guys thought about our chemistry and consider him as one of the people that I want to have as a permanent guest host. So, Hustle, what's good? What's going on? Talk to me. Happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was, what, Wednesday? No, it was Thursday. Thursday. Happy belated. What did you do? You know, a little bit of this, <laughs> a little bit of that. You don't want to say. No, I can't debug. I can't tell everything I done. I don't want to know everything, but damn, you can tell me something. I mean, you know, I went to the little strip joint, seen okay, seen a few, seen a few butt nakeds. You know, had a had a nice, enjoyable evening. Okay. <laughs> Things that we do on the birthday. So it was just one night, one turn up night. You didn't do like a whole weekend thing or anything. I mean, I turned. I went out every night, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturday. So that's why I didn't hear from your ass, huh? Is that is that why I didn't hear from you? That is definitely one of the reasons why you didn't hear from me. Punk ass nigga. I mean, we were supposed to we were supposed to record Thursday, Friday. So I didn't hear from your ass since your birthday. I have not heard from you, and, I, and that's why you know what? That's why I'm not even tripping because it was your birthday. So I'm not even, I'm not going to throw you no type of shade or nothing. So don't even trip. I appreciate you because I was inebriated every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day, huh? Every day. Oh my God. Went with the coffee, the Baileys that you put me on. So last weekend was Mother's Day weekend. Did you do anything special? I mean, you know, I, I chill with my mother, my T. Jones, as we say it down south. Your T. Jones? T. Jones. Okay, tell everybody about you, where you're from, before we get into this whole Mother's Day thing. I'm totally skipping steps. Tell everybody that's listening who you are, where you're from, maybe what you look like. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people want to see you without being able to see you. So give them your age, your height, your build. Are you team light skin? You team chocolate city? Like what? Tell everybody about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm 6'2". I would say about 220, 226. I ain't asked for your actual weight, though, but okay, cool. You want to know that, Ch chocolate, chocolate dude, 6 two, two, two. Hey, I'm just, giving them, I'm just giving them specifics they need to hear. Okay, 
So you're 6'2", 220 chocolate. So you're not team light skin. No, not at all. No no Steph Curry's around here. (laughs) Give them a little bit of your sports background and your sports influence so they'll know a little bit about you. Honestly, if I could just say, man, just to be honest, sports been like my whole life. I got to pay homage to my my grandmother because she's the one who who engulfed me in sports in this way. And my grandma's a little different. She was the type that would watch Center six times in a row <laughs> as a woman. So so you can imagine where I get it from. And as far as sports goes, she, I mean, she the one made me love it and made me watch it like a critical thinker when it comes to it. And, and I've had friends, like my best friends that made it in the NBA, and I've been around them. Who are some of your best friends in the NBA? My, some of my friends are yeah. Quentin Ross, um, AC Law, Josh Howard. Okay. It's been a few. Sean Livingston. I mean. So you got a couple of friends that you hang with that have been there, actually. So, okay. Um, Are you single? Are you married? Are you in a relationship? Is there an opening for a side chick? Like, let the ladies know now. Everybody want to (laughs) know. I'm in a relationship right now. Okay. I'm not married, but I am in a relationship now. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm here. Today. (laughs) You know how you men are. You know how y'all get, but we not we gonna we gonna save that for another day. Um, Mother's Day. So did you do anything for Mother's Day last weekend? You have no children, right? That I know of. No children. I um I chill with my mother, my T Jones, as we said down south. She's a little she my, my T Jones a little hood, just so you know. So we you know, she likes to do things that people let people do. She wants some wine, some 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 refreshments, as we say. <laughs> so giving her that, that's that's really what she wants: money and refreshments. So money and refreshments. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, and make a pretty good Mother's Day. Just yeah, and they see the realness. Yeah, it gets real. Well, I spent my Mother's Day in Atlanta. What was in Atlanta? Um, well, I was invited to a birthday party by my friend Kim Zolziak Behrman. She had a 38th birthday party. And of course, you know, I can't pass up on the opportunity to see LeBron close out and sweep the Hawks. See the close out game? Yes, all Mother's Day. I was there in the building. <laughs> You know what's so funny? I was there last year, too, when they swept them in game four. <laughs> I was there. You was there for all Atlanta downtime. Downtimes. Like, that's disgusting, right? <laughs> I went to that game. Hubby, um, best husband in the world. He took me and, and um, Aiden to uh, see the game. And then we flew back home after the game. He had to fly to Tampa. So I had a good Mother's Day, though. I got some new sunglasses. So anytime I get a gift, I'm happy. And I, and I get pampered. So it was a good Mother's Day. You walked around the house in your sunglasses? I actually, he gave them to me when I woke up. And the funniest thing is I had came in at like four something in the morning because I was out with my friend Portia and Shamia celebrating Shamia's birthday. So I got in at like four something and then Aiden is up and Brent's up like nine, like good morning, happy Mother's Day. And they're giving me fucking sunglasses and I got crust all in my eyes. I'm hungover. I'm fucking hammered still and I'm like okay I gotta like get myself together cause it's Mother's Day like it's supposed to be a pampered day and my ass has spent most of it laying in the bed hungover waiting for the game to start it was a good Mother's Day overall I had I had a good time and I got to spend it with both of my boys and so good it, it almost was ruined the shit was almost ruined because you know I flew home right after the game so I got in probably about 11 o'clock at night back to um 
South Florida. And, you know, I DVR a lot of shows and shit, like all the reality shows and everything. And I caught Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Oh, my God. Did you see that episode? Man, you know, I, I, I watched a little bit. I was forced to watch it. You were forced? How were you forced? I mean, you know, when you, when you, you got to do a little, it's like a, you got to watch a little chick flip with the lady to make a, you know, to have something to talk about, communicate about, you know, how was your day? What show you like? Okay. The thing. So you were forced to watch. So then you went through, well, I don't know, because you're not a mother, but I feel like Mona Scott Young tried to destroy Mother's Day. <laughs> like, I, did you see that scene with Mama D and her husband? I don't, even, I don't even know his name. I just know he's Mama D's husband. I don't know. I don't want to picture my, I don't want, uh, I don't <laughs> even want to talk about nobody else's mother, but I don't want to picture my mother kissing on or licking on nobody else's chest or ah that's that's just the oh my god she was like doing a, a combination of a nipple suck slash swirly nipple twist thing with her hand and and all i kept thinking about is where is little scrappy <laughs> like who condoned it who who signed off on this like who signed off on because because love and hip-hop atlanta comes on on a monday so somebody made an executive decision and decided to air this bullshit on mother's day they're tailoring it to an audience it's some old freaky people in the world (laughs) man she she has a living son no man no man wants to see his mother in a sex scene did you see her husband lifted the covers and asked her to give him a blowjob? He was like, it's, it, he made it seem like it was routine. Yeah, he was like, what you mean? It don't get up until you... You t- lift him up. Oh my... Lift the rocket up. I was so embarrassed for Scrappy. I was so... I went on Twitter, I was on a rant, like Mona Scott Lung, Young, fuck you. Why would you do this to us as black women on Mother's Day? Oh my. No, no, okay, no, see, see this, see, it's crazy because of the the rocket. She, he was like, you gotta lift the rocket up if you want it to take off. That was funny and a little bit of... Rude. But, but that, <laughs> that's not rude. That's what it, I mean, it's just what it is. But when you think, when you get 50, 60... What? Still gonna be getting your freak on? It's not gonna be on TV. I feel like they should have had a scene where obviously they wanted to expose him for being an ex-con and having money troubles. Like that was the other rude part of the whole show. It's like showing a black woman degrading her man while he's already down. He's an ex-con and so he's probably working thankless jobs, just trying to make ends meet and, and keep up. And here she is butchering him while he's down on TV on Mother's Day. She kind of went in too, like. Yeah. And I was just like, who? signed off on this who agreed to this it was very disrespectful and very rude and i'm telling you all i kept thinking about is where is scrappy like is he gonna throw up like it did he know this was gonna air before it aired like who did why did mona scott young do this like what what was the gain in this like embarrassing us we are supposed to be in formation right now like we're not supposed to be fucking doing nipple swirlies and t- nipple sucks on Mother's Day. Lemonade, <laughs> in a in a bed. 
This was so embarrassing to me. Like, I was just like, there's no level that she won't go deeper than. Like, she won't, she's airing stuff. Like, I'm tuned in. So I'm with the Ratchets. I'm with the Ratchet Entertainment. But there are some levels, some things you just have to just walk away from. And putting someone's senior age, is she, what is she, like 58? Maybe she gotta be. She has to be over fifty. We know she has to be over fifty. I don't want to be this. You know, it's like a woman's age. I don't want to guess right that she's and say she's you know older or young. You know, what I'm saying she basically says she looks older. I don't want to be the one saying that. So you can guess the age, and I can be like, okay, probably. That was so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. I was so embarrassed. I was ashamed. I wanted to punch mo- like like what would you do if your mother was on a reality show and somebody cleared that sex scene and then he had the nerve to like fake like he he was out of lube like that was like the 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 transition into the whole you know get the rocket off the ground and then you broke like how would you feel if that was your mother? Oh, that's a that's a bad perspective to paint. That is ooh like mother what? <laughs> Mama, why you gotta use lube? I don't know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, yes. Why? Why why does the lube? Why do we even? Why did we? That shit is like stuck in my brain now. Like that whole scene, I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Like I couldn't even wrap my brain around who cleared that. Who thought that was okay for someone's mother? who's a grandmother now, who has a son in hip-hop, and that's in air quotes, but, like, he's still, like, a, a kind of a famous person, too, and it's like his mom has already been embarrassing him all season. She fucking made a bird's nest in Rashida's store. Like, she's been turning up, and then she has this sex scene, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I am just, I'm over it. I'm not even on the show, and I'm over it. And I'm just like, what in the hell is going on? This is a part of the 15 minutes of fame. That's it. You know, I mean, what else is she going to do? Like, she, oh, she tried. She's everything she has. She done from now has been a way to gain success or gain some type of fame. She tried to make an album Mm, that I deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember she sang it in the church? She sang it live in the church. I was like, Lord Jesus, I deserve. <laughs> oh, you wrong. Did she make the diss record? Man, did she make a diss record? Make? No, did she? Yes, but in like one of the, in the very beginning, she, did she make oh. a diss song? Oh, I got to review that. I, I have oh. got to dig that up. Please remind me in the group chat. I got to dig that up because that might be some well, good therapy for me. <laughs> anytime I feel like my life is is in the shits and and I don't feel happy about it I really do pull up reality shows that I've DVR to watch other people's lives and I just be like you know what it's not that bad it really isn't that bad and I'm tripping I need to just relax because apparently (laughs) my mama's not acting like Mona oh my god speaking of mothers Gloria Govan in the latest episode of Derek Fisher versus Matt Barnes. Did you see on Mother's Day that Matt Barnes posted a picture of Gloria and the children? Did you see it? No, what were they doing? Picture. Matt Barnes posted a really, really amazing, lovely picture of Gloria and the twins. And he said some very kind words, you know, and I can't quote him, but what he basically said was, 
all this drama and this bullshit going on is, you know, is getting away from the fact that you're the mother of my children and I love you and you gave me the greatest gift on earth and I have to thank you for that and happy Mother's Day and I wish you nothing but the best. Like, it was so nice. It was so humbling and just appreciative and how men really should be to women that have their kids like i don't care what she put you through or whatever like just give her one day and Derek fisher's bitch ass could not let him have that moment and he posted a picture with gloria and the kids <laughs> i'm not making this shit up you beat me up yes he i'm gonna get you back yeah, so he posted a picture of her and just talked about, like, enjoy your day of pampering. You totally deserve it. You're, like, an amazing mother. Like, all this stuff, and it's like, why? That's not even your baby mama. Did you do that for your baby mama? Yeah, like, what are you posting for your baby's mother? Like, your ex-wife? Like, what? what is going on? Does he, I know he has children. I know he does. No, I hear one of his kids' special needs or something where... She's she's probably going. She has to do a lot more as a mother to make sure that the kids are, are yeah and safe on a day to day basis. With 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 that kid, she probably has to do a little more. So she definitely deserves a a post, an Instagram shout out, a Twitter Twitter shout out. Right. There's somebody who you don't even have kids by. He just man. He like I said. He's just he's being petty. He deserved that ass whooping, right? And I feel like he should get another one after this little stunt he pulled on Mother's Day. So embarrassing. If Matt Barnes retires this year, he gonna pull up on him and get that respect. <laughs> he gonna force him to put some respect on his name. What? Come on, man. Because he beat him up and then you still putting Twitter comments. Okay. I got you. Well, I mean, the season's been over, so he really could have already ran up by now. But he do got a restraint. Didn't he, didn't he put a restraining order or something on him? I think he did. I think he did the whole move and put the restraining order. That's a light skin shit for you. Are they both light skin though, technically? Yeah, man. Matt Barnes, he, he a different light skin dude. I don't know. Matt Barnes is, is a nigga though. Like, driving to a nigga, to your baby mama house to slam a nigga, that's, that, <laughs> that's a real, I don't care what skin color you are, that's a real nigga shit right there. You at my house with my kids? <laughs> okay. And y'all used to be the homies? Yeah. On, on the way. <laughs> Did you uh, watch some basketball today? Did you watch the game? Oh, yeah. You know, I watched it. I watched it up until like four minutes to go. Yeah. So um, everybody doesn't know, like, we've been recording and, you know, we had other podcasts that didn't get aired. So they didn't hear all of our opinions on the series and how they were all going to work out. So now that you know that Toronto beat Miami, how you feeling about that? Like, you were you were one of the people that was on that Miami like with that wave, you was on it. I like Miami against Toronto with Whiteside playing. Okay. Whiteside, it just makes it different. He he changes the, the defensive complexity of the team. Yeah, I think him with anybody is is necessary. But I still, you know, I didn't have them beating Miami in this series. I had Toronto winning. It had something to do with Whiteside being out of the game, obviously. Bosh, you know, missing the majority of the season. He really didn't factor in. So everybody's always like, oh, well, they did it without Bosh. Well, they knew they were going to have to do it without Bosh. So that's, that's not the excuse. Whiteside was really the piece that was really missing. But when you saw Toronto's center go out as well, didn't that, like, kind of even it up? No, because... <laughs> Why? He has no depth at center at all. 
once White Side go, who are you going to bring in? Well, that's their fault. They also don't have a shooter. So that's a, that's one of the reasons that I never thought they were going to be Toronto. Toronto doesn't have a shooter either. What Toronto does have is two what you call volume shooters that can go, that'll, that'll get hot at any moment and will close you out. But no, that, I don't think that's what I think Miami's issue still. Like Miami could have still have competed with with white side what well, could have won without white side to me i just feel that that they you way the way way usage rate was too high mm. i don't like it. he's a he's a great player but is at his age he's still his usage rate is still kind of was still kind of high for the team the type of team that they had like i feel like they got some guys that can play given the opportunity if if the ball moves right well, I feel like um, they, they squandered some opportunities to get some guys off the bench, some minutes in that Charlotte series, because to me, that series wasn't supposed to go seven games, according to Miami. And what they should have done, you know, those first two games was like kind of ass whoopings. And we saw Miami shooting the ball like they were the Warriors. But I feel like they squandered opportunities to get guys like Darrell minutes and, and shots up just so that that bench can kind of, you know, roll into the playoffs the right way and maybe be useful, you know, in these tough seven game series with what you consider an aging Dwayne Wade. I think he's aging because of injury and all that stuff. But as far as chronologically, I don't think that there's anything wrong with 34. I don't think that's old in the NBA. No, no, I don't think 34 is old, but for him and the injuries he had, right. he has had, it's, it's old, it's older, and, and it's not older where he can't still be great. It's just the, the way that he, the way that he plays to be great is more, like, it's, like, it's a lot of jump shots. It's a mm-hmm. lot of mid-range shots, and and that's not a fact. That, that doesn't help everyone else get easy shots. It helps everyone else score. So I feel like with that that kind of hurts them against an athletic and gritty Toronto team. So 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 everybody was you know kind of hyped up and geared up for this Miami versus Cleveland series. I I'm not gonna lie. I personally wanted this to happen for selfish reasons, and it was really just because I wanted the Heat's um, playoff. Um, wave to continue so that I could keep seeing home games. But in my mind and in my heart, I didn't think that Miami was going to get past Toronto, especially seeing how they struggled getting past Charlotte. Do you think that the Miami and Cleveland hype was just like just for ratings and media and drama? Or did you do you think that we would have actually seen some good basketball had those two matched up in the Eastern Conference Finals? No, I really don't think it doesn't matter who Cleveland plays. Um, none of them are going to provide a threat or a type of basketball that we expect to see or want to see but a team from the Western Conference. I just don't – I don't think even Miami or even Toronto, they, they're 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 like – it's kind of the same way like how it was when Michael Jordan and the, and the Bulls played the Knicks. The mm. Knicks were a tough team. They played hard. They were gritty, but – they really didn't stand a chance against the Bulls. Bulls had two Hall of Famers with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, and the Knicks just had Patrick Ewing. Right. Hey, people going to watch it, but if you know the Bulls are going to win, that's how I feel when you see Cleveland and Toronto. Right. You know Cleveland's going to win. But what I do like about that matchup better than the Heat matchup is – you do have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan who are like fucking, they can just go off at any moment. They remind me, this is what I call them, and this is this is not cool. It's, it's, I'm not proud of this. 
but I call them the low budget thunder because they're kind of like Westbrook and Durant where they really are the team and they're going to win or lose on their back. And then they have like a couple of role players and guys that just, you know, just come in and, and tie up odds and ends. But but Toronto is like the low budget, like the, the hood, the ratchet version of the thunder. <laughs> what do you am I crazy? I'm tripping. I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair judgment. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I'm just, that's how I see it. I see two guys that's going to shoot all the balls. They don't have a shooter. Their big men just do, you know, the things that sometimes don't show up on the stat sheet. They hustle. They get tips and rebounds and changing shots. Like, you need somebody that can guard the three-man or the two-man on another team. You know, they got Carroll, Damari Carroll. You might have me beat because I was thinking, like, they were the, like the Detroit Pistons. This I year's Pistons? A, no, a low version of the old Detroit Pistons. Oh, the, with with um with, with Isaiah Thomas and, and um Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. Yeah, I was mm. thinking more so that, or even the even the one with Chauncey Billups and with Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton, with Richard Hamilton and Tayshawn Prince that small forward like Demare Curl. I was thinking more either one of those teams, but more so the the Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton team. Okay, I see that. That's who I thought about. That's who I thought about when I thought about them. No real superstar, but some real good players, and they all play hard, and they're and they're athletic. Yeah, and they and they do the little intangibles, all the loose balls, the offensive rebounds. They they lost. Uh, I can't pronounce his damn name. What's the the center's name that they lost? The, the um Jonas uh Valachunas. Va- yeah, Vala, whatever his name is. He was hooping. <laughs> He was giving Whiteside a run for his money. Like, he was not getting punked down there. I was respecting a lot. And then here comes Biombo. Man, when I tell you he appears so hungry, so hungry, and he wanted so bad. He doesn't have all the skills and all the mobility and and some of the things that you need and you want for a a legit center to have. But who wouldn't want him on, on their team? energy the effort and he's over seven feet like yeah he's like a Ibaka with an attitude mm, stank attitude and you know I was so proud of him today because when um McRoberts fouled him dirty foul and everything I really thought that all of the Congo was gonna come out of him but he reeled himself in you know something that Whiteside really I hope he's paying attention to but he reeled himself in and put his hands down and walked away from the situation so that tells me right there that he's mature he's very mature and and knows what's gonna get him to the next level and it's not ever gonna be fighting and putting your hands on somebody because then you put your team in a situation where they can't even use you if they wanted to. Yeah, he, he played hard. Like he had the effort and the energy that most teams want from the center. Because even like Whiteside, they say he's lazy. I mean, you know, not even lazy, like the lethargic, the way he moves on the floor, his demeanor on the court. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like he's engaged sometimes. He looks like he is ready. Like, He's ready for whatever. Whatever is happening. Yeah, you could tell this is his first time playing. Mm-mm. You think he'd been there before. <laughs> you, Yeah, you would think that. With all that said, and props to Toronto, I feel like a lot of people aren't making this um, series win about them. Everybody's talking about, oh, well, if they had Whiteside, oh, if this, oh, if that. Toronto just flat out went out there and won the series. 
You know, it wasn't easy, but they went out there and they won the series and, and they did a great job of defeating a team that really was on the rise. You know, Miami was like rising. They was having a moment, you know what I'm saying? And so shout out to Toronto for gritting it out and winning the series. And now they got to face the king, LeBron James. So people are... I feel like people don't still don't want to give LeBron his props. He's the only superstar that swept through the first two rounds. And I feel like something should be said about that. Yeah, you know, they're going to try to discredit him as much as they can. That's what they do. That's LeBron. He's, he's been doing it so long, people are bored with it. So anything he does, they're going to discredit him. The East, they're going to talk about the East record, the East being weak. The same old media mumbo-jumbo everybody right. says. But he's king for a reason. He's king for a reason, and he swept through the first two rounds of the playoffs. I know that um, Atlanta's out, but I, I have to address you arguing with me one time. I, and I, let me make sure I'm right, but I remember you arguing with me because you said that Teague was going to be in your top five point guards in the league. Was that you? They said Kyrie was going to be in my top five? No, 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 Teague. Oh, no, I didn't say Teague would be in my top five. Never, no. Okay, who was no. that? I never said Teague would be in my top five. Somebody no. in the group chat, I thought it was you. I was about to get you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Never said Teague, but Teague's a, a, a damn good player. Damn good damn player. Good. Law, did you see him lose his job in this series against uh, LeBron in the Cavs? Against, oh, to, to Schrader? Yeah. You think he lost his job? Yeah. Why would you? Uh, this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the playoffs, okay? And for some reason, your coach trusts a second-year D-League player to finish out the fourth quarters over you. What is that? What is that saying? I said Jeff Teague has a cut. His contract is coming up, mm-hmm. and Schroeder, Schroeder is a lottery pick. So what you saying is this was this was a, a scam? No, they just, they just know they're moving forward. Like Atlanta, they, they probably feel like they reached their ceiling as far as winning goes, and they're going to have to make a decision about what players to keep and what players to make expendable. And with them having uh, uh, Schroeder and he's ready to play, they they're probably going to move him into that starting role because. Teague can command somewhere close to $15 million as a starting point guard in today's league. So you're basically saying that Atlanta feels, you know what, he's not our guy, and why would we invest in him? Let's just, you know, give Schroeder these minutes and see if we can make him our guy because he's cheaper. Yeah, he's cheaper, and they can develop him a little more, and, and, they, and they haven't won with Teague. Right. They haven't won with, with, um, with Al Horford. Not can you blame them, though, being playing against LeBron every playoffs? <laughs> It's, can you blame Charles Barkley for not having a ring? <laughs> right? That's he only played LeBron one year. This is I, I can blame. I know you're a Charles Barkley fan. <laughs> Charles Barkley played what eighteen years in the league. Okay, okay, okay. He only made it to the finals <laughs> one year. He, so we can't complain. You're right. He could have he could have hedged the pick a little harder when John Stockton came around. <laughs> Oh, my God. So LeBron swept through the Eastern Conference first and second rounds, and now he faces a very, very fired-up Toronto team. And you know him and Drake are homies. You know, they got a great little fanboy relationship. Is this going to be LeBron versus Drake? Are Are we in for some good entertainment on social media at least? We can, it's probably good social media. I don't even know why we're missing the Drake and basketball at the same time. 
Listen, you just said Toronto got two good players in a in a in a Congo in a Congo monster, and you want to talk about a light skinned guy named Drake? We gonna talk about the light skinned guy from Golden State coming. Oh my God! So what? How do you? Okay, let's leave Drake out of it. I was, you know, I'm a Drake fan, so I'm always gonna be Team Drake. I don't care what y'all say about how many people are writing his bars, and he had 81 writers, and he all only right. so he only sold all those albums because of hype. I don't care. I don't care. I'm entertained. I'm enjoying it. I love R&B Drake. I hope that he remains R&B Drake for the rest of his career, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> So Toronto and Cleveland in the finals of the East, you clearly have LeBron and the Cavs winning, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, probably be 4-0. What I've learned watching the playoffs, it is very difficult to sweep a team. And it doesn't matter if you're better than them or not. It's tough to beat a team four times in a row because of adjustments. And sometimes you just get tired of playing the same motherfuckers like every week, and it's annoying. So... I'm not going to say sweep. I'm going to give them one game. And the reason is because the Cavs have had a lot of rest. I mean, you know, sometimes you lose that 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 movement, that rotation, and that fluidity of the game. They've been. You think they've been sitting too long, or you think this is good rest? This is great rest for them. Great, great rest. Toronto's in trouble. Like, it just... I hope you're right, because I mean, I want I want a sweep, but I, I just for some reason I don't feel comfortable giving a sweep. Considering why? Well, it's just it's just the way the game goes. Sometimes people have off nights. Some people be on fire. Like I saw the Lowry and I saw DeRozan put the team on their back, and and anything's possible. Sometimes you catch a nigga on an off night, and shit could get real. So I'm going to respect the fact that they've gotten here, even though they had to crawl and claw and scratch and dig and fight their way here. I'm going to give them one game. I'm going to give them one game. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you you like, I, I ain't rolling. Nothing matters in them game but the last five minutes, and I don't see Toronto closing out. making up shots to close out a game. If, if Cleveland makes three, four threes, Who's going to be the three-four shooter? Who's going to be the scorer? Let's they don't have they it. Put Shumper, if they put Shumpert on Kyle Lowry, and then and, and LeBron on DeMar Curl, DeMar, uh, not on DeMar Curl, LeBron on DeRozan. DeRozan. How, how are they going to generate points? You're right. You're right. I got nothing. I, I'm just trying. I think I'm just trying to be respectful of the finals and say, you know what, they're going to win one. But I'm hoping that everything that you said is right and they do sweep them right on to the finals. So let's talk about the West Coast. Did you expect the Thunder to beat the Spurs? That's why I bet it. I picked them. You picked the Thunder? I my, yeah, I, I bet my money. I bet a star. I okay, so star. you wasn't saying that in the group chat, though. No, I don't. That's for them. They, I, I'm talking about real sport debate. Some big, some <laughs> Wait a minute! You just shit them. on the group chat? No, not the group chat. I mean, most like most people. Norman don't speak in the chat. Tom, like Tom, may speak every now and then. And Dwight's young; he don't really know sports. We be that. killing Dwight in the chat. <laughs> nah, Dwight good. He just he, he's just younger. He we have see. fun with him. See, yeah, he's just fun. He fun. Yes. So, what what happened in that series? Tell me. Please explain to me what you think happened, and I'll tell you what I think happened too. Uh, I think Popovich didn't make adjustments. Like he he needed to make adjustments. Like he didn't play Jonathan Simmons at all. Mm. He didn't try to go small. No Kawhi Leonard at power forward at all. Like he he should have made a decision to only play one big, at least 
nine minutes, 10 minutes a game. He tried to justify um, giving Tim Duncan the minutes that he gave him by saying that there were a lot of intangible things that he does in the game that, you know, that are needed. And I feel him on that because I know that it's not always about the points. Like sometimes it's about knowing the offense and knowing your opponents and knowing the game of basketball and being in the right positions and, and getting in other people's way and all that kind of stuff. But do you still think that Tim Duncan was in the way? I'm not going to say in the way because it was so many games that went to the end. Mm-hmm. You had two games that could have went any way, and they didn't. So, no, I'm not going to say in the, in the way, just that they could have they could have won easily against Oklahoma City because Oklahoma City doesn't execute well. Right. And they didn't have spacing on the floor with those both bigs on the floor. Just what it is. In today's NBA, you have to have spacing, and they didn't have that. So they won 67 games, and it was like all for nothing, it seems like, because they didn't even make it to the finals. I was just like, damn, they're having like an amazing season. Everybody had them set to go up against the Warriors in like this big showdown in the West, and they didn't even make it. Like the Thunder came out, and we talked about this in the group chat a lot. You hit me up one day, and you were talking about how when Westbrook has control of the game it's like a struggle to win and 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 it's just like every possession counts but when they give it to Durant and let him control the offense that everything runs smooth you still feel that way I see some instances where Durant had the ball and he was a little clumsy a little (laughs) goofy but he made better decisions he he made Deion Wagers look like a factor he made Robeson a factor um Westbrook is a little more reluctant to pass in the ball. Durant sometimes is going to make the right play unless he catches the ball in his sweet spot. If he catches it in that free throw area, he's going to be aggressive. But if he if he's dribbling somewhere and they double them, he's going to make the right play where sometimes Westbrook, Westbrook gets super aggressive and tries to go through two or three guys. So what – but – it works. Like, who have you seen that can stay in front of him? It's not that it don't work. It's just that you want to be efficient with it. So when it's working, do it. When it's not, trust your teammates. You have to find a – he's a point guard, so he has to find a, a creative way to do it within the flow of the game. That's why he could do it some first quarter or certain points. But when it's five minutes to go in the game, the ball needs to be in Durant's hands unless Westbrook is in transition. Mm-hmm. Transition is is a major key for them winning. I loved watching the Thunder. Like, there's just something about watching Westbrook off, like, no leash, like, running downhill. I get excited. It kind of reminds me of Allen Iverson a little bit. It reminds me of Derrick Rose before he was paper mache. (laughs) Like, I just love an aggressive, you know, hard-nosed, downhill running point guard with with you know good ability to get to the basket. So you so you put Iverson in the point guard category. Uh, you know I always do. I'm just. Wh- <laughs> he ain't passing to nobody. <laughs> when he's a point guard. Yeah, you don't gotta pass to be the point guard. I was I was arguing with somebody on social media about that. They was like, um, no, this person's a point guard, and I was like, there's no. You can't even give people titles anymore in this game because you have LeBron James like bringing the ball up nowadays. You know, you have Draymond Green bringing the ball up. Like there's all these different ways that you can, you know, use your players one through four depending on their ability. You know, so I just say you're just one of the five. <laughs> you're just one of the five. Steph Curry doesn't pass often. He's like a shooting guard. Yeah, but he's he's technically the point guard, right? 
I wouldn't say that's what I'm saying. Like Draymond Green is the point guard. Yeah, that team. That's what I was. That's what I was arguing with these idiots on social media about. Like, listen, I'm not giving people titles. I'm just gonna go off of what it is that they're supposed to be contributing to the game, like whatever their skill set is, and go with that. So we saw Oklahoma take down the Spurs, and it was very sad. It was like Ginobili's ball spot was like officially like a cul-de-sac when they lost. Like it, it ended an era of me watching his hair completely go bald. Tim Duncan, you know, I've watched him every season come back with no hairline. Like, he really just doesn't get lined up. Kawhi Leonard, I knew it was a bad game when I could see the parts in his braids. Because normally when you can't see the parts, he he be hooping. I, but I've never seen him so animated, so emotional. Like, and that, he, he, he was playing a little different. Different I how? honestly say how like not only with the aggression with how aggressive he was just the fact of how he like like how like he was talking to refs after the calls like i've never seen him talk to a ref for a call or anything like that i know you've seen it too yeah um i think it was just thirsty moves happening (laughs) it was like the jig they could see the jig like they was looking up and they saw the jig and niggas just wanted to make every excuse in the world to justify losing this series because they weren't supposed to lose this series. They were not supposed to lose this series. I, now that's why I beg to differ. That's what, I'm, I'm talking about in their minds and, and and they 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 only lost 15 games this year. They where they lose only a couple games at home. Like they weren't they were supposed to be in the finals battling it out with the Warriors. And I feel like somebody overlooked the thunder and and really got their ass whooped yeah they did <laughs> but, no, but no let's see let's get to the heart of the matter though what's the heart within this se- who do you got within this series with oklahoma city the warriors i got, I got the warriors winning this series and it has no it has nothing to do with disrespecting the thunder it's just that steph curry's back i mean with him the the mission is completed they have a well-oiled machine. Like, they don't even need a coach. They really need the coach to, to make sure Draymond doesn't turn up too much. But they're just a really good team. I don't see anybody stopping them. And I, and I know that you want to jump ahead and talk about the Cavs and, and the Warriors. We're not going to do that, okay? We're not doing that. You, you, see, see, you, see, let's, I, I know, I know, but I know you want to get into that. We're not going to. We're going to stay here, and you're going to tell me what you think of the Thunder versus Warriors in the West Finals. This, this is probably going to be one of the best Western Conference Finals that we've seen probably since maybe that Houston-Utah series. That was a real good series. Mm. Um, but I think Oklahoma City has a chance. Okay, a chance is fine. You know what? I got a chance of getting a splinter tomorrow. Who cares about a chance? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Just flat, just go ahead and say it. You scared? You want to go ahead and say it? Yeah. I got Oklahoma City. Look, look how you wasn't even, you was so scared to even say it. I got Oklahoma City in six. And why? In six, too? Oh, I got to hear this. Go. Why? Yeah. Dion Waiters. <laughs> That's the X factor. Waiters. You think he? You think he's awake now? And Roberson, just the way. Whatever they combine, I feel like if Dion Waiters and Roberson combine for like anywhere like seventeen points, 
if they combine from anywhere from 13 to 17, they got a chance to win. But you're asking for something that you've you just saw in the last series, but you haven't really been seeing that consistently. So why would you expect it to happen in a finals? This two series, Deion Waiters has played good basketball, aggressive basketball. Okay. Not the jump shoot, like the attacking the basket, um, not hesitating on the jumpers at all. Like if he's playing, he's playing. If he knocks down a few, if he keeps knocking down shots, they're going to be hard to beat. I feel you. That's the key. I I don't think that um I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough to beat the West. Period. That that coming out of the West, you've got to average what 115 points a game. Do you see them actually being able to keep up offensively? I I know that they do have an up tempo game plan, but do you honestly think that those two guys, when in Durant and Westbrook, can actually get past the Splash Brothers? They got to get past Draymond Green, who's arguably the best um, stretch forward in the league. You got Harrison Barnes. You got Livingston hooping. How do you see them getting past them? Like, I don't even understand. That's, that's ridiculous to me. That's way size. too much offense. Size, size, size. I, th- I really think Oklahoma City is going to trust their size this year. I think they're going to trust Aiden's Cantor's offensive rebounding. They're going to trust um, Stephen Adams uh, being a bruiser. I think they're going to trust their size and see if they can make Golden State make an adjustment. So you think that they have the defensive depth also to guard Golden State? Because as we talked about before, the Celtics is the ideal matchup for the Warriors because of the way they can play defense laterally. You think that Oklahoma can do this? Man, like on the perimeter, they're fine. They got Roberson, they got Waiters, and they got Westbrook. Like that's three. They have three guys that can defend, and it, and it doesn't matter who you have to defend. And that way, you're not going to stop Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson from getting shots because they come off. Right. So they're going to get shots. It's just it's the others stopping them from getting shots, and and then and then the rebounding. I just would Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is the number one rebounder team in the league. And they and they have a and they they were the number two ranked offense. So you have the number two ranked offense and the number one defensive and number one rebounded team and the number one offensive rebounded team. When they go small and put Harrison Barnes at the four and 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 um and a Draymond Green at center, if Cancer and and, and Stephen Adams can take advantage and Ibaka, if the if the if the if the three towers can take advantage of that when they go small. Well, you still got to you. St- you still got to score points. You've still got to turn it around and go on offense, and that's where I think the Warriors will have an advantage with that same exact lineup. Like, you still got to come out there and guard Harrison Barnes at the three-point line. You can't just be standing there in the key waiting for him if he's playing the four. It's not going to work. So that's why I feel like Oklahoma is – is they're going to be gone fishing after this this series. Yeah. No shade. But, you know, I guess we're going to see what happens, right? Yeah, that's, we, that's why we record. That's, that's why we record. So we can go back and say, uh, he did say they were going to win at six. Oh, he, he did. That's how you going to do me? You going to hit me with it. Remember when I had told you? Mm-mm-mm. That's why we're here. Yes. So let's close out this 
episode two with some girl talk. I know you know about the girl talk. <laughs> we've had some we've had some similar girl talk examples. What I what I like to do to end out the show is give my ladies that aren't really into sports or don't really care about the X's and O's and the drama on social media. I like to do like a Dear Abby type of advice column where I give anonymous advice to someone that has written me and asked me for advice. And this question comes from someone anonymous again who doesn't want to be um, recognized. And she writes in and says, I have two friends that I went to college with. One was a little ghetto and we just never really clicked outside of the classroom. And the other one was more of a party partner. I got married and both of those friends kind of faded away because I felt that there was some type of jealousy of my new lifestyle when I got married. So I cut them off. Now years have passed, I'm divorced. And now they're reaching back out to me via social media to be my friend. Should I befriend them again or should I walk away for good? <laughs> this is some girl shit, huh? <laughs> that's what, you know, that's the first thing I'm going to start it off with is women. women. We yeah, care about the, the the craziest shit, right? The craziest. Like, it's this is a part of life. Like, when you, when people get married or get in relationships, they change. Their life changes. Right. But like you said, it's a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Those people are respecting your lifestyle. If they're not living your lifestyle, they're going to give you space. Right. Married. Yeah. But now you're single, you can mingle. So let's let's hit them <laughs> up and see if we can re relive a few of these old moments or maybe rehash some new ones. I feel you. I think that, um, let me give you the woman's side of that. Because I know what men hear when they hear that kind of stuff. All you hear is just, oh, God, that's some catty woman shit. But I think what she's asking is, should she still trust these girls to be friends? Because I've been through situations like this where I, you know, fell out or cut off some, some friends in the past. And then it has been a situation like it, the, the cutoff wasn't just for no reason. It was something that they did, something about their character that I didn't like or their personality that showed me, you know, who they really were and you walk away. And then when you re acclimate yourself back into the single life and, and, you know, out here meeting new people, guys and girls, you know, you, you wonder if you should give those old relationships a chance. And if this is how I feel about it, if you saw behavior or characteristics in that person that you feel are not going to fit into your life, I say no. I say walk away from those relationships. You don't need them. However, I do know that people change and it's going to be up to you to figure out if you think whatever it was that, that made you walk away before is something that you can still deal with or is fixable or if it's something where you saw that flaw and you just said to yourself you know what i'm off you like i don't care how much changing you've done like you were horrible and i don't want to live through another horrible situation with you you know so sometimes you have to save yourself the headache of old friends and just take a guess and say no they didn't change no they're not a better person and if they are I don't really have time to figure it out. But if that person was someone very special and, and close to you and you guys didn't have like a terrible, terrible falling out of situation, you may want to reintroduce them to your life and see if, you know, this time you guys can stick around and still be friends. That's the girl version. 
that's the girl. That's the girl's view. That's the girl's yeah. answer. Yeah. The old, see, you have the overthinking answer. Oh God, what, I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, because I already, I already know what this is going to turn into. Some girl, girls do this and boys do that. Yes, we're all different. We're different. You guys pee standing up. We pee sitting down. We're different. It's not about the difference. We're just trying to help you achieve the desired result. And what's the desired result? Her desired result is to be around some friends that she can trust. Mm. And, and that means she needs to understand what friends are. Maybe she has a, 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 a different misconception or definition of friends that's causing her to think in this way. Okay. I feel that. I, re- I just received that. And that was some good advice. And I hope that um, my friend hears this. And I hope the rest of you that might have needed that advice, it can help you out too. Hustle. We got to get out of here. Let's go. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, I appreciate you getting up in, what is it, one o'clock in the morning to record with me. I'm so rude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy to be here with you. It was enjoyable. It was fun. All right, and for those of you that are listening, thanks for uh, checking me out once again. Please don't forget to forward this link. It's still on SoundCloud. Whenever iTunes, you know, wakes up and gets my shit popping, it will be on there as well. Shout out to everybody supporting me, and most definitely, as always, shout out to my haters. I need you guys. I love you guys. Fuck you guys at the same time. Thanks for keeping it real. Peace.